Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to another radar with me, Sean Hughes. My guest today, uh, Rona Cameron. Hi uh, Very good friend. She hasn't done stand-up for such a long time. <laughs> And of course, my lovely, delectable Joey Page is in all the time and Scanting on time, and, and on time. And we've got a special guest, clinical psychiatrist uh, Professor Hans Gruberstein. will be talking to us about uh, manhood. Um, mm. Joey, what's your manhood oh, like? Here we go. I knew I was going to go straight into this. Well, I'm hardly going to ask Rona, am I? Although uh, I have views. I'm on fine, this mate. It's all it's all in working order. No, but I don't think that's what it means. And what, as in, how man? What was the question? Manhood in general. How's feel, my manhood? Yeah, uh, not as strong as a lot of people's, but I think. Uh, well, it's strong it's enough. A, you gave someone the flick about twenty minutes ago, didn't you? No. What? What? On the phone? Don't even start. <laughs> you gave. You told a girl you didn't want to see her ever again. Oh great! Yeah, we can put this out now, can't we? This doesn't go out for ages. You'll be on your fifteenth different date by then. No, I won't. I mean, you're painting a very sordid picture of me. No, here. how does <laughs> relationships don't work? Me and Rona can tell you that. No, they don't. Yeah. So, um, but why? Why did you want to leave a joy? It's just very turbulent. The whole thing. Turbulent what? Turb turbulent. The whole thing. We haven't even got enough time on the podcast for this, Sean. Oh, what's well, yeah. yeah, the relationship? Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's all right. It, does, it just doesn't matter at 30, does it? Just, when does it start mattering? It just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at any point. Really. No, I, d I think it matters in your 40s. Back back to the point, though. Yeah. Right? Mm. Uh, I Slightly going off the... Uh, my manhood. Yeah. I think people go, oh, this is weird, because he's not really that bothered about being that manly. Well, I, I tend to get. I'll tell you when I tend to get more manly. So I don't I'm think you mean posh manly people. though. Why do you get? Because uh, I become like more cockney. Like, I tend to want to be more like a gazer. I don't know why. It's well, just I, like an affliction. Posh people make you feel like what you get ready for a fight. Uh, yeah, maybe a little bit. I'm not sure. And why do you think that is? Do you? Feel... I think it's just the way I've been brought up. Because my dad's like a really like proper geezer. Mm. And, and then it sort of comes gene, out. Of where me did a bit. the gene go? I don't really know. He's very miffed about this because he's an electrician and looks a little bit like a bulldog. And but it was his. They're my favourite electricians, by the way. Are they? Yeah. They are good. They give us light. No, but just the bulldog look. That's oh. what I'm looking for in an electrician. Is well, you know that they're going to put in an honest shift. Yeah, and just you know, put some food on the floor for them. Lunchtime, laughing. That's down the calf, isn't it? Everyone's you know, down just the a bowl of water and some biscuits on the floor. An actual bulldog. Yeah, just go. Help right, yourself. just to get this straight, my dad's not an actual bulldog. Oh well, sorry, I totally. That was very. I'm misleading. not part boy, part dog. We're all part boy, part dog. It's the Chinese New Year, isn't it? Is it the year of the dog? It's isn't the it the year, year of the, the half boy, boy half dog? Yeah. Rona's uh, miming now. I you thought I thought I was excluded from this conversation because I chipped no. in earlier, and then you went. 
to Joey about manhood. So well, I, could, I, I could hardly just go, so Rona, yeah. how's your manhood? But you, no, I know how's my manhood. Could you could ask me what I thought about manhood? I was just about to do that. So why you've preempted that now? Well, it's confusing, isn't it? I mean, yeah. I've been watching intense uh, speed watching uh, Boardwalk Empire right. uh, for four series. So my idea of masculinity has been uh, uh, altered by that. Well, it's Irish, though. It's American, but it's about the Irish, really, and the Italians, so a lot of uh, machismo and stoicism there, as you well know. But um, so I'm kind of... There was this scene where this guy came home and he was very happy to have made $1,000 cash for his quite demanding wife and uh, baby. And he said to her... uh, um, this is the last uh, episode I watched. He said to her, "Who? What's my name? You know, who who built this house, and you know who's got this thousand dollars?" And then he asked her to remove her nightdress, and then he uh, had sex with her. And I was reminded against her will. No, it's just that she went into that sort of oh my god, you know, he's really, you know, this really potent uh, form of masculinity. He's really, you know, he's really um, asserted his manhood, and he felt truly, you know, masculine and strong. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm sort of a part of me, <laughs> part of me believes that um, quite a lot of men sort of feel that way, actually. But like, obviously, and, you've been in relationships, but obviously, gay relationships. Do you find there's the yeah, situation, they're the worst, worse than any no, other relationship. Do you take on a role as in you know one who becomes more manly? I think no. I think the not well. It's perhaps. Uh, Have you uh, ever said there's a thousand? pounds take off your nightdress to someone well my last girlfriend for example was very corporate and so what she really brought to the table in our relationship metaphorically was sex and money no domestic nurturing whatsoever and although she may have looked more uh, feminine than me because she had to you know have all that city look almost in heels long hair and a suit sort of power look but she had absolutely zero domestic skills. But I blame that on her private school education. But did you have the domestic skills? Yes, totally. Yeah. But there are in homosexual relationships. I cannot speak for men, but in lesbian relationships, it's 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 furtherly complicated because you have to facilitate. I think at times, emotionally and physically, both the masculine and the fem- feminine, because well, yeah, there's a, there's a great areas. Young, yeah. yeah, yeah. So we got. You're that. putting Joey off relationships for life now. Yeah. No, well, I haven't. I haven't got the thousand pounds. Who built this house? Technique. I've got. Um, all right. I live. My at dad's my, electrician. I live at my mum's house, and uh, still. All right. It's not going so well for me, is it? It is. Though. It's going all right, but yeah. Um, but I do do my own washing. That's pretty much. Most young people now in the city live with their parents. I know, but I'm not young, I'm unfair. Yeah, you've got the uh, 80s to thank for that. Yeah, I know. We was moaning about the 80s outside. What? What's, what's well, the beginning the of the privatisation of everything and uh, affected houses and uh, free market economy that's run on a crash and boom housing basis. And so a lot of young people can't afford rents. And, they never uh, could, houses. Do, to be fair. Oh, that's rubbish. Come on, when we were young, we were, people were in, you know, there was housing associations, bed sets, you know, there was, there was, as a really yeah, young person, there was lots. Joey's just lazy. He could... No, I tell you what no, no is, people I are in their mortgage. 30s before they can get a house, yeah. Well into their 30s. Yeah, but in Italy, they don't leave their parents' house till they're in their 70s. <laughs> So, like, I think Joey's doing all right. <laughs> I've got another 40 Why years. Why those standards? Yeah, Listen, Joey, point. you're lucky you're a man. Why? Because it's just better than being I a I don't woman. like being a man. Well, come on, that's a bit of it. No, it's not. 
Tell Listen, me if I was then. a man right now, I'd love to be a man at this stage in my life, for I would grow a big beard and become a priest. See, I can't I live grab on the beard. edge of the Atlantic. I really want I one. I don't think there's a parish there. <laughs> Some. Okay, I want to sort of be Brendan Gleeson and just drink a lot of Guinness. That's what I would do right now. But you can drink the beard a lot of Guinness thing is good. The beard and is live good. on the Atlantic. Yeah, and you can just get no, a not beard. Drinking, I have thought about it recently and I'm not lying. Yeah, I've been looking at them online. <laughs> because when I was young, I used to adopt other characters. I lived alone, I was adopted, you know. Yeah. Um, and um, not lived alone, but I had a lot of time alone. My parents were in hospital a lot. Um, and I used to adopt another character, uh, a male character, and the male character would help me concentrate on my homework more. And I was just thinking with my writing and creativity, I might feel this more is like an peace. imaginary friend. No, I would, I would occupy my runner. masculine, getting back to sort of linked to manhood. I'd be my boy version of me. Well, I think you are quite boyish anyway, in your attitude to life. Well, I... I, I I'm a mixture in my attitude. I mean, I'm I'm like most lesbians. I like to have that side and I like the heels as well. So it's good to have a mix. So I'm, I'm but I want a heels. false beard. Well, we can buy you one straight after the well, show. Well, I think if you the want. glue would react on my feminine sensitive skin. But I really think my life would be improved by a sort of cropped hair and, and, a, and a false beard. When you see someone like Joey who could grow a beard but doesn't, no, does I that can't. really annoy no. you? I haven't shaved for four days. No, it doesn't because right. I, I really, no, I, I, sorry, I, I know, know. I, I will bring it back to age a lot, because the, the nature of my midlife crisis, but I don't think it's so important to have a beard when you're so young. Although, just, just your, leaving the Beatles, obviously, they all had beards. Just like a woman approaching 50 should have a beard. <laughs> just, just on an older man, I think, and especially an artistic man, it's good to have a big beard now. Not, not the groomed Edwardian beard, just a big, a big Jim Morrison beard, you know, just a big beard. Not the easy top. No, not that at all. The the George Harrison towards the end of the Beatles. Yeah, that wasn't a strong beard though. It was a, a very black beard, but yeah, it wasn't a. It was wispy, wasn't it? It was slightly wispy. See, I've got loads of patches. That so doesn't happen. I just patches. Look, yeah, I look a bit creepy when I grow. I look like you know when you see a picture of Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. Now he's like homeless. That's what he's I look not like. Homeless. He is. He has been though, hasn't he? Is at he? points, I think so. He no, looks that, homeless. That's just the film, Joey. Are you no, he's got too many parents, homes in there. His parents went away. He's seriously homeless. I think he's been in a lot of trouble. No, I don't think How ironic. Years. Is this the guy that did Home Alone? Yeah. yeah. That's like some sort of leg- legacy that he's no, unconsciously living out in his yeah, real he, life. He it's incredible. Away. He didn't even get any of his money till he was 18. He just went to a trust. So there's no way he's not doing good for himself. I think he started a band. I was reading about that. He started a weird band that... Uh, did cover versions of Nirvana songs or something, but used to always mention balloons. Oh. They got booed off the stage when they played. I'm not surprised. Yeah, he's obviously lost it. Yeah. So you're midlife. So you're having a midlife crisis now, Rona. Oh God! I've had one in my entire forties. I'm in the final year, as you well know, because I'm two months older than you. I'm in the final. Right, so but Sean White says that he's only 36. You're not one of these no, performers that lie about their age. No. Huh? 36, I never, Sean I never understand why women do that either. I cannot understand. Well, because we live in a society that kind of is ageist. That's why that happens. I've genuinely yeah. started doing the opposite. What? I've started saying that I am 40, even though I'm only 30. Why? 
as a kind of like a stand against people like Russell Kane who's twenty nine. I don't think you make any stands. Jerry, I love you, but you're not a kind of mega stand. No, I just think it's funny. To say that yeah, I'm, that's fair enough. There you go. If you're doing it for funny, <laughs> that's all right. Now, are you going to Edinburgh this year? Yeah. So what's your show? Um, it's about our... Uh, I'm 30, and I live at my mum's house, and I did Never Mind the Buzzcocks, and I thought I was going to be massive, and it hasn't really happened, and I'm quite bitter about it. Bit in a fun way. You did it once, yeah? Twice. Right. I did ten series. didn't really do me I did it once. Was I on them? No, I hated it. I hated all these panel shows. They're very sexist, to be fair. Oh, they're just so dull. I just, I just felt I was just on another planet. I did them all in the nineties. I just couldn't. Yeah, it was, as a woman, it was often a case of if you tried to pretend you looked relaxed, smiled, and got perhaps two tiny bits of audience reaction, then you had a successful. But so, what appearance. do you think of this kind of? Um, you know the way the BBC now is saying there has to be a female on all these shows. What do you make of that? Yes, I've thought about this. It's not just that. It's not just female. There's a new policy out because my friend and business partner, who's a TV producer, has just been to a big TV meeting. And they've actually been told, they, as in TV industry, that they have to make programmes now representing, um, you know, working class people, black people, gay people and women. So it's across, it's across the board, right? Um, so what I think is... Positive discrimination. A bit of that. I also believe, though, in sort of natural talent should come through whatever you are. Um, but then I also believe that there is a sort of karma, or if you don't like the word karma because it's too esoteric, uh, consequences uh, for actions, you know, cause and effect. Yeah. For years of persecution of various people and lack of representation um, are now getting their fair share of it. So there's a bit of balance as you yeah, go on. But, but at the same I time, think, like... I think there's an awful lot of crappy female comics around now well, that's what I mean like that, I, that, I feel... that are allowed like if I feel like if they were and I sound sort of bitter and hurt but it, it's not that it's just that it, you know in our beginning I mean I'm after you as a stand-up yeah. but in the 90s there were it was very very hard you to go out on stage as a woman I mean I, I, I was quite natural at it but you you get a lot of abuse yeah you end three up... women booked to do the store or two. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and you end up having to be aggressive to yeah. counterbalance So that. you can't be an artist and, and work your ideas and your stuff. You have to be this gladiator. It's quite a masculine force. Yeah. And I think what's happened now is a lot of women have been able to come through, which is great, with lots of different creative ideas because they're maybe not getting shouted. But, you it, know, but it is still that thing of at, like... But if, if there was a female on a panel show, they must be wondering, am I on here for the numbers or am I yeah. actually that good that they've asked me on? I think they just think they're glad they're on the panel show because they're making some money. And oh, you're not even making it. Yeah, they're money, just to make me want to nail my tits But what to the you table. said there, I, I agree. I feel the same because I am an alternative comedian. Like I find in a lot of clubs still, I have to go out and be aggressive. Yeah. When I'd rather just be I artistic. Can't see you being aggressive though. You right? have to. Like well, that's up the creek on a Friday night. A you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like no, you I can't. I can't go out and go. I'm going to talk about um, a mop creek. in detail for 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It's still going up the yeah, creek. It's still going. Bloody but, hell. And in the same for these back shows. In the game, Rona. Oh, I couldn't. I couldn't stand all that again. So you find you're you're being overly aggressive as well then? Yeah? Well, sometimes you have to. And and overlook. Do you know what I mean? I feel like there was a a big. It wasn't women that are being uh, disproportionately 
represented. I think it's unless you were. It's women with beards. They're the ones. <laughs> really I thought yeah, about maybe that. just going back uh, on stage on a regular basis, but with a beard. Yeah, but I think people will heckle you about the beard. Hmm. But then you know what they're going to heckle you about, so you've got them. Maybe out of political correctness, they they may be afraid to because they may think that I'm participating in a sort of transgender process. Yeah, but and you're they may want to out. show some sensitivity. A big old fake beard. Yeah, just, it'll just come <laughs> off halfway through your argument. And just Do you know go, about a, a long time ago, right? In Bethlehem, <laughs> so the Holy Bibles. Oh, sorry, I just always get Jesus Christ. Yeah, is yeah. that what's next? So, um, I was uh, at a gig in Glasgow in the 90s and uh, I came off stage and this, um, you know, the audience were mingling around, some people were leaving, people were coming up to speak to me. And this um, this young guy, well, about, about my age, we were both young then, you're in our 20s or 30, he came so towards young. me. Young. He came towards me, this young boy, a bit of a Rob Lowe face. You know, I like quite, that looking yes, face. Yes, yeah. quite a, a nice sort of symmetry to it, quite quite an androgynous mix. And as I walked towards him, he warmly smiled and put his arms out as though a familiar figure in my life about to embrace me. And I just went through this process of, who is he? I know him really well. I don't understand how I know him. Oh, my God, it's Lindsay. What? <laughs> Yeah, it was a girlfriend, an ex-girlfriend from oh, when I was hey, about dressed 19. dressed up as Rob Lowe. Yeah. No, a complete, no, I'd gone through a complete process okay. like she in those days. Yeah, and but now, in those days, there was hardly yeah. anyone. And so it's the first time I'd ever... Inc- and and has she managed like? to get a beard now? Um, I, there was a bit of baldness and a bit of a, effectively a sort of small Scottish man look. A bit of, a bit, a bit sort of mid-jury, you know, a bit, a bit like okay. 80s mid-jury, but short and a bit, bit stubble and um lindsay was living well i, I kept the name lindsay i believe because of course it's a it's a it's Double. A, yeah well, i've forgotten oh, I mean, the name Anna, of that Anna, robert lindsay so lindsay was um yeah. <laughs> so lindsay was in a you know a relationship with a heterosexual woman and was th- going through the process but it was very strange the familiarity of well, this face that wouldn't freak me out but no well, yeah. oh my god it's lindsay I so, get freaked out if I see something they've had a haircut and I didn't know yeah. about it. Joe, you get freaked out by a lot. Though, I do. <laughs> to be fair. You know, yeah. Life yeah. kind of tends to freak you out a little bit. Oh, yeah, don't. What mm. do you mean, don't? No, just don't start me off on it. So, it's good he says he's an alternative comedian. I've never actually. met you before, Joey, so it's good to hear that. As oh, said, thanks. I, know I, I mean, Dave. my mum and dad... Joey, don't go for the easy laughs. No, my mum and dad keep on saying, why don't you just do observational comedy and then you'll make some money? A bulldog that can actually speak. Yeah, I know. It's a nightmare, that is it? amazing. Because it is very... Um, it is very sort of mainstream and quite sort of right wing now. But uh, Ronald, young like, comics, you can tell even now, like from your question of Jerry, that you're still obsessed by comedy, but you've, you're not going to get back into it. Are you? No, it's not as simple as that. It's a co- it it's, is. Com- it's not. Get I can I can't talk about this on a podcast. Look, you know, I will begin to talk about this now, and you'll think, "Oh Christ, I've got to get back onto a subject." She's rambling. You've just asked me why I'm not doing stand up. Well. Okay, if somebody came in now and said, look, here is a series of, of theatre shows we'd like you to fill, right? Write a show. I, I think I could do that. But what I can't do right now is be, sh- be sure I've put together... Oh, Joey, 
Denise, when you get older, you make serious points. Yeah, come on, Joe. You don't always have to say just silly stuff. I know, I said it's clubs like, a like you don't want to do clubs. Like a neurosis. Come on, Joey, just leave now, right? Please, Joey. Really, really show, show yourself, Joey. <laughs> I'm saying that, is that you don't want to... Well, I'm, I was glad to leave the clubs ages ago. When I, when I got my sitcom in the 90s, I left the clubs and I couldn't stand the clubs. I can't stand clubs either. I mean, I was good at them because I was, I was no, tough. Was so, so. But um, I wasn't getting to express myself the way that I wanted. This is what Joey's saying as well. You don't like playing clubs. No, either, no but Joey, I don't yeah. have but the following to play anything see, else. See, I have to finish this, right? Because you asked me. And I, now people have heard me say this, so I need to make it clear. Oh, excuse me. So I've thought, about, I've thought about trying out some stuff. And I, I have kept... A year or so ago, I tried out some stuff at the Hen and Chickens. I've had a lot of coffee, actually, just now. So I sound a bit Is speedy. Is that what you're going to do So I've written lots of stuff <laughs> out, but I sort of want to do a sort of lecture. A sort of lecture. Yeah, something right. preachy. But I don't know how that would get that into the whole Edinburgh thing. When I was playing Edinburgh, well, I was playing quite big places. It was quite... I, this would be much smaller, or really alternative-y, very... Well, Rob... Uh, Newman's last show was like the evolution of everything, which was quite a serious, heavy show. That sounds good. That this what, these are the words it. I like, serious, heavy. Um, what do you feel about these words, Joey? I'm trying to embrace that a bit serious more, Serious and heavy. Did you, did you see Kim Noble's show? No, I haven't got around seeing it. Every time it's been Beautiful. on, I've been gigging. I've but heard. that's quite heavy. Oh, that's like the heaviest thing, isn't so it? So there's two buses, Joey, right? You've got to get on them. There's a gun to your head, right? You've got to get on them. One bus is serious and heavy. One is called light and fun. Which one do you go on? Oh, light and fun. Right. I go Have on... you got an oyster card, though? <laughs> Sean, you what would you one. go on? Oh, uh, heavy. Me too. I'd be right on the serious and heavy. No, I would not want to be. I know what will be going on in the light and fun bus. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Noisy. Anyone can do light and fun, Joey. Light. Yeah, but I, do you, you ever have, make serious points in your show? Uh, well, this time I'm going to make a lot more, but it's more. Have you been hurt enough? I don't think you've been hurt enough yet. Yeah, he's, uh, he's just can pimp the flesh. He's lived he at home. You sound like you've I'm got a good there. stable family base. Yeah, but that's. But I'm getting. I'm getting this. Uh, I'm getting this axe to grind out of boredom. I think. Everything's been so easy. But I've Joe's a very hard worker as well. Joe, you you like get up in the morning and start writing, don't you? Yeah. See, I've uh, never, I've never been able to sort of write stand-up. Most I of the stand-up I did was just stuff I said out loud in my house, and then it was a heading, and then it would just become part of a map in my brain on I stage in a memory. You know, cabbage, <laughs> cup of tea. I would love to be like that. I would love to not have to write. <laughs> but, um, but the thing is, what, see, that what, is a bit like in fun. Ron is saying, yeah, like it's nice, isn't it? It becomes natural where, like. Maybe, Joey, then yours <laughs> tends to be overwritten. You I've know, forgotten you're that you're quite writing. funny. Thank you very much. Because I haven't, you know, because I, I know, know you from just lengthy telephone calls yeah. lately. Me and Rona just have very heavy <laughs> telephone calls. For like two hours. She tapes and then it's going to be a new show. <laughs> I said, I'm going to say this on the podcast the last time. Sean says, no, you're effing not. I don't know if you can swear. You can swear if you want. Right. Like, there's no need for it. No. Well, but, um, but the balanced vocabulary, ah, I, think it's, fuck it. I think it's natural. So, so Joe, Joe, you. So, what is your show about then? Just about it, it's kind of. Because like, you kind of said it's about. Yeah, being I'm trying at home. to kind of come at. I'm, tr- I'm trying to sort of uh, make people understand why I do surreal comedy. Oh, it's surreal. Yeah, Joe's surreal. Mm. Like because I Sean think. Sean and I just, feel. I think we feel yeah. the same way about that. Dismiss it. I love going, Joe on my heart though. It's a load of like yeah, old tosh. That. But I'm like. But well, you're hiding something. No, I just. It's yeah. what amuses me. And it's the way I write. Yeah, naturally. you're hiding your true self. So what I've decided go, to go do... Go get him, Rona. 
Yeah. Go get him, Rona. Come on. Get the bulldog. Get the bulldog. This abstract. You know, you, you've had it too easy living at home. So yeah. you've yeah, you had it too easy. You've got a good dad. You know, he sounds like a good. He is a good, a good sort of force Ugly in your face, life. like, but you know, lovely but, fella. You know, you haven't suffered. And I'm not so really that this back is, in <laughs> This abstract kind of surreal stuff is just... That's just what I enjoy. You've gone too deep. The deflection from yourself. Joey, tell me Shallow. What Shallow. What Basically, I hope never had now tonight. I'm going to finish my never point. Never cared about it. Like you finished yours I'll, just now. Yeah, come I, on. Then, let, um, let him do it, Ronan. I'll let you assert your manhood. I'm going to... I'm doing a show where I'm like, people don't really get into this kind of comedy anymore because they think it's silly and it's stupid and there's no point for it. But then people will go... Well, it's oh, hard I believe after in... Eddie. Let him speak, Rona. So go, oh, I, I believe in uh, God or evolution. I'm like, if you break those things down, they're weirder than anything I could dream up, yet 95% of the population go for that. But you won't go for my weird comedy, so as a result, I have to live at my mum and dad and it's your fault. So it's kind of like a... Mm. Well, that's, that's I'm just deconstructing yeah. the art. Well, how do you feel about right things like the Apollo... Fine, like I'd love would to. Would you do aspire it. to? Then do... Would you get a cleaning job there at any time? Uh, I'd, you... I'd work on the bar. Right. Love on those little guns where they just fire it at the bar code. <laughs> Coca Cola. But, but would you aspire to do something like that? Uh, of course. You I would. don't handcraft it, but I definitely do it. Like I don't think like mm. even like the comedy store. I still do like the five minute open spots, and but... I never get any progression. But it's like, who wouldn't want to play a big popular? room like that who want, wouldn't want to be good at that I couldn't Maybe. I couldn't be I could not play a place like that I would never have anything yeah, you suitable to say that. what's the biggest you'd like to play I'd, I'd never be have anything suitable to say to that sort of mass marketed crowd I couldn't what I want to say could not be communicated to, well, to those people really, it wouldn't Joe work the only would, just be... Joe is the youngest person I speak to in life am yeah, I? I understand. Uh, wow I really obviously I say that. hello to my neighbours kids and stuff well, no but I, I like that. That's great. What did you say? What's the biggest you played? Yeah, well, I, I don't know. I, mean, I suppose in 2000 and... No, but not what's the biggest you played. What, what would you feel more most comfortable with? Your cut-off point is, I don't want to play some more. Because I think after a 1,000, it gets a little bit silly. Yeah, I, I, I suppose the biggest night of my life in terms of stand-up would have been the night at the Edinburgh Festival Theatre. Uh, don't know... That's a couple of thousand. What's the biggest there. you played, Joe? I like just a hundred or yeah. a couple of hundred. I like it to be intimate. Yeah. I think comedy should be. Mm. I did a Gilded Balloon in 2007. It was literally about 60, 70 people in the room. Yeah. And I chose to have this this small space. And I, 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 I absolutely loved it. You know, it was roasting That's hot. That's a big crowd for Joey. <laughs> no, I, like, I, I do like uh, Edinburgh rooms a lot. Were like you playing? Are you doing the free fringe? No, or? I'm doing uh, Underbelly at 8 o'clock. Well, they've moved that somewhere weird. But I mean, the real, like... The, are you all, the you, all, you all sorted for Edinburgh already? Yeah. Everyone is, yeah. Because, you see, I, I wanted to try and do it again this year, but it's oh, too right. late, isn't yeah. it? It's probably not for you. you. Comedy has changed so much. You, uh, We have to have a proper chat about this. If you want to do Edinburgh next year, start sorting it out now. Oh, it's just this... It I is can't annoying. stand this living in the future, this lack of being We're all going to be there. You mean it's too late to do... <laughs> do I, don't, I don't think I am. Oh, you will. Don't no, you? I don't, I don't sure want another are. year of this. Trust me. Um, I'll see my mum out. That's, that's my duty. Song, see, <laughs> that's what's another year. Yeah. What's another year for someone who's lost everything that they own? I'm going to hire. I won't what's be another like year? I'm going to make him sing that Someone song who's flat. getting used to being alone. Hang on, one flat more. Time, time. I, that was I've one. been crying such a long time. Yeah. I love Johnny Logan. 
Well, I did because he won awards for Ireland, which we don't <laughs> tend to win awards much. So, so Are you a big Eurovision fan, Joe? No, absolutely not. What's your problem? It's completely pointless, isn't it? Everything's pointless. Again, it is now. <laughs> it is now. Another thing that used to be quite decent that no, is it now never rubbish. Well, I suppose I'm thinking about... The only good thing about it was Wogan's commentary, and he doesn't do that anymore. Well, Graham Norton does it decent enough, Joe. Oh, yeah, but no one's going to beat it's old Tez. It's so sad that uh, Dana died, though. Hey? Dana died? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. Do you know what? And when I watched That's the Oscars, I didn't... Oh, it's a joke. I was going to go into James Garner. What? All kinds of everything. <laughs> that was our favourite joke. When I we wondered were kids. why you your eyes were yeah. twinkling. No, no, I thought you said Diana. Wondered I wondered why like, your eyes were twinkling <laughs> when you looked over. That is how childish I am. But you didn't give me my. I had to ask. No, because right, I'm into serious and heavy, so I never think to naturally Lighten up, give then. you the Sean, feed. Yeah. I can't say it again. No, I'm, all right. <clears throat> See, it's terribly sad that Diana died. What did she die of? All kinds of everything. There you go. Yeah, Joey, see, you're right. He see, sounds see, like see. he's saying Diana. <laughs> yeah. Well, sorry. She's got a fountain. Diana, the Diana died. Doesn't sound like Diana died. You went Diana died. Sounded like Get Diana. Out. Get out. You should do a run at the Soho Theatre. Mm. Have you done one there, Joey? I've done a show at Soho Theatre. Just one, yeah? Yeah, but it sold really well and it went all right, so I'm trying on another date. I find future. very central London audiences, I find it, I find a little bit difficult. Ronnie, you find everything a bit difficult. I do, and I've had enough. Yeah. I've so had have enough. I. I've just had enough. I'm not going to hide it anymore. I find You have not been hiding absolutely. it at all. No, I have been hiding it. I was, okay. I was, you know, I was coping better than this. Well, like years ago. Yes. It'll all get fun. No, it won't. Saturn's left Scorpio and still no improvement. Well, thanks for spoiling that episode. Episode of Neighbours. <laughs> Saturn's actually left Scorpio, yeah? Yeah, you should be feeling great chance? in all your difficulties if you have any. Any chance they're going to get back together? <laughs> they, you should have transcended them all by now. Because you're Scorpio as well, aren't you? Well, I've got five planets in Scorpio. You're in your head. And when you've got Mars in Scorpio, it's actually a more potent form of Scorpio than having your sun in Scorpio, which you have. Do it? you believe in all that, obviously? I, no, well, I live it as a, a map. I use it as a map to live my life by, so yes. When you look at your star signs, you put Me on the false beard. Me and Carl Young. Huh? Do you put on the false beard when you're looking at your star signs? I don't feel I need the false beard for the for the for the Did uh, it astrology. Uh, the astrology. The beard. Let me explain. <laughs> is for walking on the edge of the Atlantic with perhaps a pipe, or a writing at home. Okay. And did the uh, the planets and the star signs warn you about your phone getting smashed up? No. This is something that. Well, we haven't talked about. There may about. have been a Mercury retrograde. Now you're going to have to tell people, otherwise I'll be doing what you want she, about. She just told me she smashed her phone up. Yeah, can I also apologise, Julia, that I'm talking quite a lot, but you know what? I've been in the house for days on my own. It's okay. You know, I'm nearly 50. I don't have a partner, children, a pet, you know? Sounds so, like a dream. Well, right? Why, so why, I'm, I'm, I'm using this. <laughs> and we're filming. We're surreal <laughs> humour. <laughs> with a new double act. It's going to take the world by storm. Your phone broke. Yeah, I don't have a mobile. I smashed it up. Why did you smash it up? I was enraged during a phone call yesterday and I smashed it against the wall and made a huge hole in the wall in my flat and uh, smashed my iPhone 5C into thousands of pieces. Well, it's listen, the third phone I've smashed in a year. I know you said you haven't got a partner, but if you don't get one after this... <laughs> I don't care. I don't, I don't care anymore. I, you know what? And another reason for not doing gigs is every time I do a gig, I transport a new lover into my life. 
and 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 it, you know, well, yes, they and they and they come and they say, do you know what? I really think. You know, just from what you're saying, you know, I agree. Because I do this when I... Ha- I mean, I have been doing stand-up over yeah. the last few years, just not on the, you know, tour. You do the occasional gay night, don't you? I do the occasional gay night, and I've done... I do the occasional corporate gig, which obviously I... Spondoolies. Yes, it's usually about several okay? thousand reasons why I love them. Huh? Do they go okay, though? No, they're the worst. Yeah. These are awful. Last one I did, I you know, was in my hotel room taking Valium and red wine afterwards to, to cope with the... Afterwards? Uh, yeah. I would have taken it before. No, no, I'd like to be completely bright when, when, I'm, when I'm on stage. But I, So I get these women who come into my life at the gig and I'm, you know, I don't want any more the criteria... Of the kind of person I need is so large now, I'd have more chance of finding right. a snow so leopard in Camden. Being by the side of the sea, yeah, you're fed up already beard. with it. No, I'm just saying, what else? Yeah, I know you would share you similar suffering. What else would make you happy besides the false beard and the side of the sea, being a priest and a pipe? Yes, fulfilling my creative purpose. Let's finish on that. We've also ignored totally Professor Hans Gruberstein because, Rona, you wouldn't stop. That's my other calling, psychiatry. Um, so, Professor, uh, we were talking about manhood. Uh, so, define manhood in the 21st century. Uh, definitions of manhood, they always hark back to the classic male life cycle of the 20th well, century. Well, listen, that's, you've been very helpful, Professor. You've been listening to uh, Under the Radar with me, Sean Hughes, special guests Rona and Joey and uh, Professor Hans. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, tune in next time. Have I come across really bad? Yeah.